This is the Life Truth Network. Quest for our truth. Episode 415. Health Sleep Podcast Network. HPN, in conjunction with Protections of the Book, presents Quest for Truth. Now located at life-truth.com. Seeking the truth about God, faith, and the Bible. Life Truth, comparing worldviews in a casual setting. Digging deep into the Bible and its challenges. Here are your podcast host deputies, Keith Heltzley and Nathan Caldwell. All right, everybody. That's right. This is your host, Keith, and it is time once again for Quest for Truth. Today, we're going to talk a bit of a worldview topic. Uh, again, a timely topic. It actually is uh, responding to a, a video clip which of course will just be doing the audio because that's what we do here. We don't do video. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but it's kind of went viral about a month ago, uh, kind of maybe late to the response, but it's always a good thing to respond to. You know, it's not necessarily the contents of the clip, which deals with uh, Second Amendment rights and meanders into other areas but in part it's a really good example to look at some really 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 bad uh, debate and really bad logical fallacies <laughs> and uh, the pitfalls of uh, falling in, into that line and being led to the slaughter as it were uh, <clears throat> anyway with that said we'll get more into that uh, in a moment and Nathan Caldwell will be joining uh, in with his own comments because uh, it was it's actually an eight minute clip I've broken it up into a little segments so we could have convenient uh, talking points to offer our own opinion as to what's happening with the arguments as they unfold. Now, granted, hey, we're not professional debaters. Uh, I would point you to uh, Greg Kokel does an excellent job at that kind of thing. Andrew Rappaport does an amazing job at that kind of thing. And if you're looking at secular sources, people like Ben Shapiro do a wonderful job at countering uh, bad arguments and recognizing them and pointing them out and instructing the common everyday person what to look for and that's what we're going to try to do in our own lowly humble way today uh, so it's remember it's not so much about the topic being discussed second amendment rights as it is about the really lousy argument it's not really an argument it's basically putting a guy on show to tear him apart uh, and they never really let the guy well pretend his point and when he does it's kind of too late anyway but anyway um, with all that to prep you for what you're about to hear hey let's pause at this point and listen to a few words from the good folks at christian podcast community we i'm told we now have like up to almost 60 people 60 whole podcasters not even a podcaster and a half 
Okay, well, maybe if you count me and Nathan Caldwell, no, not really. Uh, but, um, you know, a growing number, and there's a lot of good theological content, a lot of good Bible study content, uh, some really good um, worldview stuff, uh, some stuff for the homeschooling moms, some stuff for the, the ladies who want to learn theology correctly, uh, things to discuss with uh, married couples over uh, various uh, news and uh, Bible topics. Just a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, uh, things to appeal to just by anybody. So check it out. And where you'll hear some voices that sound like these. How is your flame of truth, Christian? Is it burning bright? Hi, I'm Rebecca Bershwinger, creator and host of One Little Candle, a weekly podcast dedicated to encouraging, empowering, and equipping believers to be the light that God has called us to be so that we may pass down undefiled the truth of God's infallible word to the next generation. So join me and light your own little corner of the world. You can listen to One Little Candle on all major podcast platforms or at christianpodcastcommunity.org. Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast, bringing you encouragement and challenging believers to spiritual change and growth by applying biblical principles to everyday life. And now your hosts, Sasso Mendez and Ben Ariano. Welcome everybody to the Abundant Life Podcast. I'm here with my good friend and faithful servant in the faith, Sasso Mendez. Hello, hello. What's going on out there? YouTube and uh, radio waves. <laughs> Land, radio land. But we really want this content to go out. We want people to know Amen. about Jesus and the truth. And Amen. so, uh, yeah, go ahead and rate us if you can. Give us, give it a rating. Uh, if not, just at least subscribe. If you would, if you would subscribe, that way you're aware of when we drop a new episode. Check us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, give us a like on on Facebook. And uh, we just want to thank you guys for for your support. And and uh, we'll see you in the next two ep- weeks coming up it's gonna be good good. don't miss it thanks guys we love you guys we'll see you thank you bye-bye until next time thank you for listening to the abundant life podcast we pray you were blessed by today's episode please visit us online at abundantlife.fm until next time may god bless you This principle is vital for teaching such morally neutral tasks as tying shoes. How much more important is it for training children in Christ-like character? This is Yvette Hampton, host of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. Join us each week for a new episode as we offer encouragement and resources on biblical discipleship from popular speakers and authors, as well as parents just like you and me. Find out more at schoolhouserocked.com or listen anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This is going to be uh, a discussion of sorts on uh, Second Amendment rights with some distractions on voting rights and on drag queens. 
Uh, we're going to listen to a clip here. I'll go ahead and play clip by clip. Uh, I thought about playing the whole thing up front. But let's just, you'll hear the whole eight-minute uh, clip that has gone viral here. Uh, it starts out with this. I'm a strong proponent of the Second Amendment. Uh -huh. I believe the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh -huh. That's the one right that's listed in the Constitution that uses that very specific shall affirmative language, you know, shall not be oh, infringed. Oh, it's also and the one right that uses the, the phrase well-regulated. Correct, when it's talking about the militia and the state. So by the way, just for clarity's sake, yeah. I'm not against the Second Amendment. I'm not against, I don't want to ban guns. But you're saying more guns makes us more safe. Okay. Uh, this is just a, a quick opening uh, to this clip that had gone viral. Uh, and you can see the, the senator just briefly states his stance on the Second Amendment. He describes uh, the phrasing that's in there. And John Stewart comes back with this odd statement that baffles me. He says, I, I'm not a, I don't want to ban guns, but he really does. Uh, he talks about uh, being a re regulated militia. That's true. Uh, and that's referring to the regulation as in the disciplinary uh, handling uh, of firearms uh, for militia. But then he says this odd phrase towards the end. He says, you say, uh, what, what do you say? He says, you say uh, more guns is more safe. And I have to say, well, the first time I heard this, it raised the red flag. I never heard the senator say more guns is more safe. It doesn't appear in this opening statement. Uh, and so where do they get this from? More guns is more safe. It's a, a buzz phrase that doesn't appear in this senator's uh, definition of, of what he stands for. There's also uh, another red flag, and that is the, this the fact that he said, you say, you say, insert argument, is called a straw man argument. You say this thing. How does he know what I say? I've never said those words, so how does he know I say those words? Uh, he he could be utterly misrepresenting my stance. And in this case, you'll find out he is. But let's go ahead and continue to see what else is going to be said here. Yes. So when we got 400 million guns in the country, we had an increase and gun deaths went up. So when exactly does this curve hit that takes it down? Would a billion guns do it? Let's just run those numbers, you know, 400 million, 50,000. Uh -huh. You're talking about a less than a fraction of not even a percent, of a hundredth of a percent. But it goes up, not down. So your argument is backwards. But if you want, okay, so, so let's, let's come up with a solution, okay? So one of the issues, a contributing factor, again, I, I believe it's the individual that is the problem. So your solution to that is give them more guns. What seems to not connect with people is the fact that it's not guns that are the problem it's not the gun laws that are the problem um the main problem is as was mentioned in the second clip the person whose heart is bent because of sin on this terrible terrible deed and here's the thing and here's the truth it is illegal to shoot people unless you happen to be defending yourself or something like that. It's illegal to take a firearm and just for 
just out of your own desire to, to, to shoot somebody. You don't do that. That's illegal. So they're already breaking the law to do what they're doing. What makes people think that they aren't going to break the law to get the gun to do what they're doing? If it becomes too difficult to get the gun, will they not, if they are so enraged, will they not find another way to do what they're going to do? These are things we need to think about because people are sinful. People are are corrupt, corrupted with the sin nature. Now, everybody has that problem. The person who trusts Christ has the Holy Spirit to guide them and, and convict them and, and such to where hopefully, <laughs> you know, that's not going to happen like that. But, but for somebody who is just so bent on hurting somebody for whatever reason, Will they not find another way? Or will they not find a way around the laws? Because I'm telling you something. There are incidences of people getting guns legally and doing bad things. But there are also incidents of people getting guns illegally and doing bad things. It is not, at least not always, the laws that are the problem. Nor is it always the guns that are the problem but it is always unless something happens on accident in in, in the context of a, a a purposeful shooting incident it is always 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 the fault of the person doing the deed all right here's my first reaction to this and that is the statistics here are probably not to answer. Good job to the center for sticking or shifting the attention back to a solution that it's people, not guns, because the grounds of a moral argument is really the direction you want to go. Now, as I listen to this again uh, and again, <laughs> I notice here that remember that straw man argument you say more guns is more safe and what does john stewart do he starts saying when when will this tipping point come uh, that's john stewart's argument i didn't hear the senator say that was his argument but let's just stand on that just for a moment even though it's a straw man argument uh, it's not about let's feed more guns into the situation and suddenly things will be safe. You have to understand that the unsafe part comes from the unregistered gun owners, not the registered gun owners. Granted, registered gun owners are not immune to committing a violent crime, but by and large, the statistics would probably back me up on this and say more often than not, the, the violent gun crimes in the United States are those people who do not have a registered weapon. So it's kind of a moot point. It's a straw man point. Uh, John Stewart is saying more guns is more safe. But when? That's not the congressman's argument. But he did good. I, I, I like how he uh, put the attention back on a solution. He's not trying to, uh, at this point, he's not trying to... Uh, uh, 
cross swords with John Stewart's off the wall uh, argument and problem, he's saying, look, uh, there is a solution to this, and it's a people problem, and that's what we've got to focus on. So good for him on that. Let's, let's continue on and see what happens next here. So I'm saying that because people are the problem, we need to look at the problems that those people are facing and how do we address it. For but instance, you've removed the ability for the state to do that. No, because, because you're... If uh, you don't have background checks mm -hmm. and you don't have registration and permitting, how do you know who has a problem in terms of the people who you're giving a gun to? Do you want to talk about the background checks first or do you want to talk about solutions first? I want to talk about... What you're doing is you're bringing chaos to order. It sounds like he's asking questions and then he's just throwing accusations. He's not giving the guy time to give an answer. So do you want an answer or do you just want to accuse? Because if you just want to accuse, then, then you know, why even have the debate or, or whatever this is? If you're going to just accuse, you don't need the other person to do that. Let me give you my first thoughts as I heard this, except the first time, and that is he lost it. The senator should stick to that morality issue. Uh, and the more this goes on, you can tell that John Stewart is leading him into a trap. Uh, he's not letting him finish his thought on what his solution might be is only worried about uh, registration. Uh, he's uh, talking about removing the state's ability to regulate and, he's, and that he, what do you say here? Uh, that he, that's, this senator is somehow all for creating chaos. And he, 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 it's only true if you go back to that straw man argument where more guns is more safe, when will this happen? Uh, unless you regulate and register, uh, it's, it's just chaos. And, and he's accusing the senator of not wanting to register firearms. I don't think I've heard the senator say that yet, for one thing. Uh, the senator keeps trying to say what his solution is, but he there's a phrase for this, it's called steamrolling. Uh, or he just keeps distracting. He doesn't let the the answer uh, get more than a few words out. <laughs> and he, it's like an Abbott Costello routine. The senator is trying to give a solution, and John Stewart has got his mind concretely stuck on that. For some reason, the senator says more guns, more safe, and we're going to do about it. You don't want regulations. That's what I'm hearing John Stewart say. And that's not what the senator is saying. He's not even listening to what the senator is saying. Uh, this is my, all my first responses here. And honestly, after listening to this multiple times, I, I don't see it any other way. Uh, I'm saying, though, at this point, if the senator doesn't pull out of this and stick to his uh, moral statement about his solution, uh, he's, he's going to lose it. So I Anyway, let's see uh, where this conversation goes next. That's your subjective opinion you, that it's bringing chaos to order. It's not my subjective opinion. We it have 50,000 gun-related deaths. That's not a subjective opinion. Okay, so that's dead people. Let me let me back up for a second. 
In every other place in your life, you want to bring order, but guns are the outlier for you. So let's start with immigration. You want registration, maybe a wall, maybe not a wall. Why do you want that? Why now are we suddenly changing subjects? Does he not want to stay on one topic? That just seems a bit fishy. And I think, Keith, you might feel the same. Okay, once again, my first thoughts, and I keep referring to my first thoughts because this is kind of my gut reaction as I listen to this the very first time. And I want to present that before I present a little more uh, thought out response. But when I first listened to this, I my reaction was the statistics quarter are meaningless without proper analysis. The senator is absolutely correct uh, as to arrive at a solution. Uh, and then the regulation without a morality change uh, doesn't address the problem. And then what does immigration have to do with anything here? Now, uh, after listening to this and uh, formulating a better response, whenever the senator comes out and says it's an opinion uh, as to uh what is chaos? He is actually correct in saying that. Why? Because the chaos result is John Stewart's outcome in his uh, logical fallacy of his straw man argument. In his uh, mind, uh, because he, remember, you say more guns, more safe. When will a tipping point happen? without regulation is chaos. These are all John Stewart's arguments. They're not at all what the senator has said. And the senator is trying to say that the Second Amendment is protecting our gun rights and that there is a solution. Now, one thing that has begun to uh, uh, make a little more sense to me and I can see in my first response is, what in the heck is this thing with immigration? But I can kind of see where John Stewart's going with this because he's trying to hammer home uh, regulation and registration. And he, he jumps off the topic of gun rights to immigration. Why? Because you have to register the immigrants when they come across. And so he's trying to say, well, this is, this is where he's going with this. But so on, on at first brush, it seems to make no sense. Uh, I can see he does have a point there, but initially it's like oh, this is apples and oranges. It has no bearing on gun control. <laughs> In fact, one of my first gut reactions was, "What do you want to do? Shoot immigrants? Is that how it relates to gun control?" Uh, but no, 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 that's not what he's going for. And the, the senator, I don't know if he's seeing what's happening here. Uh, he just seems to be going for the ride like he's like Florida. What is this guy talking about? <laughs> like, like, what, uh, it seems like uh, both Nathan and I are kind of Florida about what it, where did this come from out of the blue. Uh, but the, I don't have a, a lot else to remark on this, but it, it is sort of a, another manifestation of steamrolling. A steamroller will randomly change the topics on you uh, and don't give you a chance to keep up.
Uh, each one may be valid arguments. Each one may have valid points. But the senator at this point might be well off to say, look, are we talking about guns? Or are we talking about immigrants? I'll be glad to talk immigrants that we're ta done talking about guns. And that's maybe how he should have approached it. Uh, he should be willing to uh, stay on topic, stay on focus about his solution to what he sees as a gun problem. And are there a lot of people being killed by gun violence? Oh, yeah. Are there as many as what John Stewart implies or he states there? Well, yeah. And, and by no means was the senator saying that number is subjective. And that's probably a true fact. What the senator is saying is subjective is John Stewart is saying you're all for chaos. And that's absurd. That's not what the senator is for. Uh, that's not his stance. Well, anyway, let's um, continue on and see what happens next here. Well, one of the reasons is because the fentanyl crisis. Right. I mean, okay, but and, and but, you don't know when it's coming across. So what do you but do? But the fentanyl crisis is twice what the gun death crisis is. Okay, so, so until the gun crisis gets no, to the fentanyl level, not until it. You don't want to bring order. No, not until it. But, but do you see my talk, point? If we're going to talk about protecting lives, that's a larger issue in uh -huh. America yes. than guns is. If we're talking about individual lives yes. of ways that they can be protected, loss of life in America. There's loss of life through fentanyl. There's loss of life through obesity. The obesity crisis in America mm -hmm. costs six times the number of lives as guns. Right. And, and so, you're the guy saying, you know what would help this? Ice cream. <laughs> no. So you know what would help the problem that we're facing with firearms? What? The fatherlessness crisis that we have in America. If you look at the statistics. Right. Yeah, they're 80, dying from gun deaths. 80% yeah. of school shooters uh -huh. either came from a broken or fatherless home. Uh -huh. So you, you would say no guns for fatherless homes? No, that's not what I would say. Oh. I would say that fathers need to be more engaged. Great. Uh, so let's, crime let's with a firearm more, if they don't have a father in the home. Let's put more resources into areas that are poverty-stricken. All for it. And into fatherlessness. And that's something that we're, but we're doing But why with guns are you against bringing order? I'm not against bringing order. You are. You're also making it less safe. He uh, brings a great point about taking care of this situation where fathers are either absent completely or not engaged in a person's life. And that is these people that, that come out of those homes are... Are, 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 are many times the ones that do these terrible things that he is saying, hey, let's make a change here. I think that's great. What I don't like is the one who's talking to him, the one questioning him for whatever reason he's questioning him, isn't letting the man speak. He's talking over him the whole time. So Greg Kokel I wonder if Greg Kokel would call this man a steamroller because it sure seems like he is not letting the man talk. John Stewart doesn't buy this morality argument. He keeps hounding the issue about going from uh, orderly to chaos. He accuses the center of being against order uh, and creating chaos. And the entire time... The senator tries to pull a John Stewart trick and and try to divert with fentanyl, try to divert with 
the fatherless issue. On the fatherless issue, I think he's trying to land back on his solution. But by this time, clearly, John Stewart's not having it. He's not listening. All he's doing is he's trying to make small jokes and wisecracks as the center's giving a serious answer, his solution, uh, a serious answer to where gun problems are well, the source of gun problems, which is what you know, those Democrat people, those progressives, they got to get to the source of the problem. He's, he's identifying this source of problem. It's a morality issue. It is a family issue. It's a fatherless issue. And John Stewart, all he can do is, is make wisecracks at it, which is actually a form of ad hominem. He's name calling by doing that. Uh, and when you name call, really, you've lost your argument. Uh, if, you, if that's the only foot you have left, you've 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 ran out of uh, actual real legitimate arguments. Uh, and this is uh, it's not working for the senator. He, I think, it's just he's 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 not picking up on John Stewart repeatedly saying, "You're against order. You're creating chaos." Uh, more guns, more safe. He's not picking up on that. At this point, that's the only thing that uh, John Stewart's looking for. He's he's got his own problem identified. He's got his own solution identified, and he won't hear anything else. Uh, and so, at this point, the term might as well stop and just ask, "Look, why did you invite me here? Did you invite me here?" to actually understand my platform and position, or did you invite me here to berate and accuse me? Uh, because clearly I need to know, because if all I gotta do is accuse me, then we're done. Uh, but anyway, this is just uh, some thoughts on this. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to where things go from here. Go on. Mm -hmm. In your world, if they knew that there were firearms in the house, that's a safer call. Is that what you're saying? No, because police... Because why? Because police treat every situation as a, pot a potential... But idea. more guns makes us safer. So why don't, when the police go to a house filled with guns, why don't they breathe a sigh of relief knowing that this Second Amendment that shall not be infringed is being exercised so fruitfully in this home? Are you familiar with the 39-year-old woman in New Jersey? I'm familiar the, with a ton of anecdotes. The, yeah, I'm no, asking not, you a simple is, this question. This is not an anecdote, When John. the police actually go to a house... She had a restraining order on her ex-boyfriend. I can run through I know, we can hundreds through and that. hundreds of examples mm -hmm. of women killed by their domestic partners by guns that were not taken away through uh, uh, the lessening of red flag laws. You're pivoting but to anecdotes. No, this is not anecdotes. This is getting painful to to, to hear... And it's not because of the, the the person that's answering the questions. It's because the person asking the questions. It is. It is. He's. He's not letting the man talk. So he says, the guy says to the guys that talking, he says, "You're making it harder by not allowing them to do checks and stuff." Um, so now catch this. Cause it's, it's, it's interesting to me. You're making it harder by keeping it 
just the same. Think about it. It's not any harder or any easier. If you don't make a change, you you don't make it harder or easier. Think about it. It's the same. So, you're looking at a guy who's trying to figure out what the best laws are. A guy who's trying to figure out, okay, is this in the best interest of the American people, especially the people he is, you know, working for? Or is it not? And if he decides it's not, well, you just made it worse. No. No. Because I don't see how that's possible. Situations may have gotten worse. That may have made it worse. But if I don't make a change, I haven't made it worse. If I make a change, I could either make it worse or make it better depending on the change I make. So perhaps he's just being incredibly careful with the choices and changes that he makes. Especially since the choices and changes that he makes have to do now with adhering to the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, here, uh, John Stewart begins to make his real agenda very clear. It, he's all about the harping on more guns doesn't automatically mean more safety, and he begins uh, interrupting, distracting. Uh, he doesn't uh, accept uh, anything else. Oh, they talk about anecdotal evidence, and of course, really, it is. Uh, the uh, senator says it wasn't an antidote. Well, yeah, it really kind of was, but you're totally wrong, Senator. It w was an anecdote uh, because you're you've left the moral ground. It's it's all about an enforcement issue not about a regulation issue. It, he needs to focus on morality. He needs to focus on enforcement because here's an idea I jotted down. It's like, look, Senator, did you come on this show uh, to state your position or to be lectured? Because if you're a politician and you're asked on somebody's platform, you're typically there to be interviewed and you're typically there to state a position, state your platform. Uh, but sometimes, and this is one of those cases where the host takes it upon themselves to uh, berate you and they, they're not looking for a debate. They're not looking for listening to an argument. They're not listening to hear what you have to say. They're not listening about your moral high ground. They're all about leading you down a trail that ends in a trap for some convenient punchline. Let's just continue listening here. What the police say, if we had gun registration, if we were able to track purchases, if we are, they have a technology that every bullet would be stamped with an individual like a fingerprint. If we had an ATF that wasn't defunded, we would be able to enforce gun laws more effectively and we would be able to solve gun crimes more effectively. You're against all of that. Because the person 
is the threat, not the firearm, not the knife. I get the, it. The person and the individual Great. is the one that is the concern Great. here. But you don't want anything that could help law enforcement or society determine whether or not a person is a good guy with a gun or a bad guy with a gun. Most the even law enforcement. The registry would allow you to have much more effective background checks. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand why you won't just admit that you are making it harder for police to manage the streets by allowing all of these guns to go out without permits, without checks, and without background stuff. Why is that hard? Why can't you just stand by that? Because that's not what I'm doing. I'm defending the individual's right to keep and bear arms. That's a different argument. Okay, but you may do, here's, here's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You wanna say I'm a Second Amendment purist and I'm making it safer. You're not. You're making it more chaotic. And that's not a matter of opinion. That's the truth. That is a matter of opinion, John. But why take away their tools? Because certain of their tools that they're using would be infringements upon the people's right to keep and bear arms, upon their constitutional rights, upon due so process, you're saying upon other things. That registering is an infringement. Yes. Um, the John Stewart talks about the police say if we had tools, our job would be easier. If we had uh, uh, tracking, registration, those kind of methods, ballistics, uh, and, and not defunding the ATF. He's right. If we, if they had those tools that they could use, their job would be easier. Now, it seems kind of odd he would say that because it seems like he's not for those things. Um, but the senator is back to it's the person, not the gun. Uh, but John Stewart says, okay, I get that, but you're for taking away all these tools. Now, if the senator is for that, I'm not aware of it. Maybe as part of the conversation, why would he be against uh, those kind of tools, ballistics and registration? Uh, hey, I'm all, I'm all for registration. I think it's okay. Uh, I think part of it comes up in their conversation here, which we'll get to it. Uh, but here, John Stewart is saying the senator doesn't want anything that's going to help law enforcement. Now, again, if something is said, that happened outside of this recorded clip, or maybe the senator said it off of his show. I don't know. But the senator says, that's not what I'm doing. I'm protecting the right to bear arms. Uh, and then I'm not sure I get this. Uh, John Stewart's back on this argument about he, he wants to be a purist. You're making it more chaotic. And they that talk about uh, opinions, uh, and the senators talking about these tools take away rights. The Second Amendment. Honestly, I don't see how they do. But I, so I, I can't don't know if I should join sides with the uh, senator here on that point. Uh, and, and maybe he's deservedly should have that picked apart. Um, all I can say is maybe I missed something. Uh, in a perfect world. Uh, I might agree with unrestricted access, but in our world, I am for registration of guns, especially things like um, uh, uh, certain guns, but it should be on enforcing laws, not putting more regulations on honest citizens. Now, I think personally, the senator is about ready to crash and burn. Let's find out. Okay. Is voting a right? It's a right for citizens, yes. Do you have to do anything to do it? Yes. What do you have to do? 
It depends on the state. What do you have to do? Sometimes you have to, you have to be at least 18 years old. What do you have to do? And Keep in going. some places you have to uh -huh. have a government-issued ID. What do you have to? You have to? You have to be on the voter rolls? Register. You have to register. Hmm? So you have to register to a right. Is that an infringement? Does the right to voting say shall not be infringed? Oh, so this is just a semantic argument now. No, it's not. You believe voting rights can be infringed because it doesn't say specifically is it shall an, not be infringed. Is it an infringement upon a 17-year-old's right to vote since they don't have that right to vote? No. Oh, we, it's not an infringement on them? No, okay. ab absolutely not. Why not? Because you're, you're the one making the argument, not me. I'm saying even rights have responsibilities and that within those responsibilities responsibilities, are responsibilities yes. and order Otherwise, it's chaotic. Where he starts talking about voting laws for some reason, and I know he's trying. I know where he's trying to go with it, but he won't even let the man answer the question. It's just like he does. He just talks over him the whole time. I'm telling you, this to me feels like a bullying tactic. Uh-huh, keep going. Uh-huh, keep going. It's a it, it just seems like a bullying tactic to me. But he asked the question does the constitution say that uh the right to vote shall not be infringed and he says, "Oh, now you're just talking about semantics." No, he's not. He's saying the Constitution is very specific about what you can and cannot do. You're the one making the argument, not me. Um, this was... No. No. This whole example was the guy asking the questions thing. Okay. Now, certainly voting rights are brought up. And and John Stewart's leading him. Do you have to do anything? And he keeps asking these pointed questions. And of course, he's trying to get to the point of registering is what you do for a voting right. Okay. And the point is, you need to register for a vote. You need to register for a gun. I get that, and I'm all for that. It's not really semantics. Uh, it, what it is semantic is you have to understand the difference between a right, a responsibility, a privilege, and a duty, because they're not all the same. You, we don't have necessarily the right to bear arms. We do have the right that the government should not make any laws to infringe a right to bear arms. Now, we should still register them. Uh, here's why I say that. Who doesn't have a car? I'm sure there's probably some people who don't don't own a car. But owning a car, it's your right to own a car. You can, I, even me, I can go out to any car lot and I can put down money and I can buy a car. Now, what the problem is, is if I want to drive it on the road, I have to be duly registered and licensed to drive it on a public road. I don't have to have registration or even a license to buy a car. All I got to do is show up to a dealership and put money on the table, and there's my car. Now, if I want to leave that parking lot and I'm going to pull out onto a public road, uh, now I need to register. Now, if I take that car 
to my property and I just drive it around my yard, if I have a big farm or something, I don't need a, I don't need a registration. I don't need a license. I'm not leaving my property. Now, as soon as I pull out of my driveway, now I need to. So th that's the comparison is that I have a right to own a gun, but as a responsible citizen, I should register it if I want to use it in public. I should. And the, the, the senator, maybe he does have a platform of totally unrestricted, unmeasured uh, weapons. And in that case, I did, I'm against his platform. And I would agree with John Stewart on that element. Uh, but uh, there are times where uh, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to drive that car in public. It's my right to own it. It's my right to own a weapon, but it's my privilege to be able to use it in public. So, yes, you do have to register. And on the voting topic, uh, it's a right, you have the right to vote. It's not really a right, it's a duty to vote. And honestly, not everybody legally can vote. It's built in that way into the system. Uh, voting is a privilege, not a right. And again, if it's a privilege, you have to register for the privilege. You have to register for the privilege of driving on the street. I have to write the, uh, register for the privilege of having a gun in public. I have to register for the privilege to vote. They're rights, but they're not entirely universally rights. If they're going to be wielded, they need to be registered. Uh, anyway, that's my stance on that. Um, now, where is this going to go, I wonder? <laughs> Okay, here it comes. I'll go you one further. You want to ban drag show readings to children. To my house, yes. Why? 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 What are you protecting? Why can we prohibit children from voting, those under 18 from voting? Why are you banning also that? Is, is that free speech? Are you infringing on that performer's free speech? They can continue to exercise their free speech, just not in front of a child. Why? Because the government does have a responsibility to protect. I'm sorry? The government does have a responsibility uh -huh. in certain instances to What's protect the children. leading cause of death? amongst children in this country, and I'm going to give you a hint, it's not drag show readings to children. Correct, yes. So what is it? I'm presuming you're going to say it's firearms. No, I'm not going to say it like it's an opinion. That's what it is. It's firearms. More than cancer, more than car accidents. And what you're telling me is you don't mind infringing free speech to protect children from this amorphous thing that you think of. But when it comes to children that have died, you don't give a flying to stop that because that shall not be infringed. That is hypocrisy at its highest order. I do not think it's hypocrisy. I think he's trying to, one, obey the law, and two, protect where he can protect. That's not hypocrisy. It may be apples and oranges, <laughs> but it's not hypocrisy. Okay. Uh, John Stewart suddenly jumps on this topic about, so you want to ban drag shows for children. And of course, the senator agrees. Um, and then suddenly, here's where it all comes together. John Stewart says, oh, so is it uh, wrong to infringe on free speech? And I have to admit, I'm not sure whether they're going there, but the senator gives the perfect answer that, hey, they can exercise free speech, just not in front of kids. 
uh, he talks about responsibility to protect children, and that's true. Now, certainly because John Stewart knows he can't argue with that, he pivots and he, he talks about, oh, what's the leading cause of death and kids? Okay, he's about to get this all wrong. Uh, but the senator says, oh, you're going to say it's guns. And Stewart <laughs> says, no, I'm not saying it like it's an opinion. It's a fact. That's not true. It's not a fact. Um, it says more than cancer, more than car accidents. You don't mind uh, to infringe uh, free speech to protect against this amorphous thing, meaning the drag queens, but against guns. Oh my gosh! Um, now here's <laughs> he calls it a hypocrisy of the highest order. Uh, but here's this is where the argument's going the whole time. And my res my initial response I heard is this: drag queens, seriously. Uh, it's like, okay, the First Amendment, uh, I agree with the, o the Oklahoma senator. We, you don't, it's okay if you're going to do it. It's immoral, but not in front of the children. Uh, it's not infringement. They are free to dance in front of adults. Kids deserve protections from many uh, perverse and criminal elements, including gun violence. Ah including gun violence. And there's a lot of things we restrict kids from. You can't smoke or drink until you're 21. You can't vote until you're 18. You can't drive a car until you're 18. You may say, oh, no, it's 16. No, 16, you can only drive if you've had extensive driving classes. You're a good student. And uh, it's a privilege. You have to be well supervised. If you don't do that, it's not your right to have a driver's license or privilege until you're 18. Uh, the way the law works, I know. I was a teenager once, and I've raised teenagers. We've had to deal with this. <laughs> it's not an automatic entitlement. But anyway, the whole drag queen, the guns, is just a total uh, non sequitur, apples to oranges issue. This is a more common way to put it. Uh, the senator's responses at this point are off point. Just stop talking. <laughs> You've already dug your hole. Uh, now, as far, let me get back to the leading cause of death. It's not any of the things John Stewart said. It's not guns. The leading cause of death among children in this country is abortion. So let's ban that. I'm all for banning that. If, if you want to ban guns so badly because this, you, you say it's the leading cause of death in children, then it's not. The leading cause of death is abortion. Let's get that statistic straight. That is it, the leading cause of death, abortion, ban it. Now, once you do that, now let's talk about guns. That's my stance on that. And the senator missed his chance to, uh, he dropped the ball on that. And by this time he was led by the nose so deeply down John Stewart's trail, he didn't see that coming. Uh, and when it comes to uh, this whole issue, it, because of that, it makes the whole issue a moot point. And yet, I can't count the number of times since I've listened to this uh, uh, media clip. Uh, this came out, I think, in early March, so it's been at least a month or more uh, it, uh, since I've been able to sit and listen and process it. But I can't count the number of times you get some... Uh, drag queen or trans person saying, ah, yeah, 
gun control. Guns kill kids. Drag poor innocent drag queens. They don't hurt anybody. That's a lie. That's a lie. Uh, but to pick up on that, they, they, uh, they, their brains went to the apples and or argument from equating Second Amendment gun control to First Amendment rights. And it's not the same thing. You cannot compare. You, you can't say you're defending one uh, by allowing guns, as long as they're registered, let's say, and uh, enforcing the, those re regulations, to allowing people to speak freely. You should speak freely. This is why I have a podcast, so I can speak freely. This is why a lot of people have podcasts, to speak freely. And I'm all for if some drag queen wants to get up and speak freely because they're a citizen of this country, they have the right to do so. And if they want to stand up and speak freely while they're wearing their drag, well, I guess that's okay. Uh, I don't really agree with it, but I will because it's in our Constitution. It's, but whenever you're going to perform a drag show in front of kids, it's wrong. I wouldn't want kids to go to a strip joint. I wouldn't want kids to hang out into a bar. I wouldn't want kids to drive my car. I know my grandson. <laughs> It's one of the target games he plays. I wouldn't want him to touch my car uh, going down the road. He needs to be a lot older, a lot more mature. I wouldn't want kids to be put in a lot of dangers. Uh, I wouldn't want kids to just climb into the bear cage at the zoo. Hey, they have the right to express themselves, to go pet the bear. Well, yeah, it'll be the last thing to do as the bear rips them to pieces. But hey, the kid wouldn't do it. Let's let him do it. But see, here's the thing is, Another issue that why it's different is, let's say uh, a kid is killed by a gun. In one shot, everything's over with. Maybe he's dead. Maybe he's just really badly hurt. In one shot, everything's over with. Then it's just a medical procedure to get him back on his feet, assuming he didn't die. But it's a one-shot thing, over with. Now, he may have some mental issues to deal with, but that's, that's easily dealt with. But whenever a drag queen starts to get their hooks into a young impressionable mind and they try to groom them into that philosophy saying this is right and the parents are complicit with that there's a lot of hidden damage there you know the kid may not show any sign that first day or that first week or first month or first year but over time you you're setting a child up on so much uh, perverse wrong thinking bad morality uh, the damage is all in the undercurrents. Uh, so yeah, drag queens are doing uh, a world of hurt, uh, far-reaching hurt, more so than a gun wound would do. Uh, but anyway, this is just my thoughts on some of this uh, lousy argument in this video clip. It's eight minutes long altogether, and said so if you piece all the things together, you, you get the whole clip. I didn't edit anything out other than there was a swear word at the end uh, by John Stewart. Uh, which uh, I'm sure everyone's heard it, but I'm not going to share it. So, but that's the only thing that I took the time to, to edit. Everything else is in its entirety. Uh, so, those are my thoughts, and this is where I think the senator did good in some spots, but he let it, he let himself be hooked and taken down the road uh, that the host wanted him to deliver this. Uh, totally nonsense equation of drag queens to guns and the to totally missed the point on, on what kills kids in this country.
in stock guns. Now, should guns be uh, regulated? Yeah, sure. Should they be registered? Oh, yeah. But what are you going to do about the criminals? That's the problem. That's what the center, I think, was trying to get to. It's that morality problem. Uh, what needs to be done about that? What can we do about that? And that's where politicians need to focus. Join us as we take this time to stop and think about it. Hello, anybody home? I'm Think McFly. Think. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. What were you thinking? I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Don't say anything now. Just think about it. You're listening to Stop and Think About It, a podcast for the Christian thinker. In a day when sound biblical preaching has been replaced by man-centered entertainment. And the church has become increasingly anti-intellectual. This podcast will encourage believers to think biblically and theologically. So please join me as we get ready to stop and think about it. Here I am, Phil, the Bronx Expositor, along with my favorite co-host, and only one, Glenroy, the West Indian wordsmith. How you doing, Glenroy? Hello, everybody. We're back. We are back. Greetings, friends and foes, saints and sinners. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Stop and Think About It podcast. Well, thank you for taking this time to stop and think about it. If you would like to contact us, please email us at stopandthinkcrew at gmail.com. You could also visit our website at www.stopandthinkpodcast.com. This podcast is listener-supported by generous people like you. You can give a tax-deductible donation at our affiliate ministry at www.soulfishingministries.org and click on our donate link to give securely through PayPal. Thank you for listening to Stop and Think About It. Decidedly Christian, distinctly biblical, and just a little bit nuts. This is Squirrel Chatter. And welcome to the Piney Woods, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you with us. I am your squirrel coming to you from the ARN studios, high atop the tallest tree in the Piney Woods. Squirrel Chatter is a podcast that is dedicated primarily to the public reading of Scripture. Please remember to do the things you ought to do. Don't do the things you ought not to do. Do everything you do for the glory of the Lord. And we'll see you again here tomorrow for another episode of Scroll Shadow. Take care. God bless. Squirrel Chatter is recorded in front of a live studio hamster. Listening to the Patriot Pastors Podcast, where we talk about today's issues from a pastor's perspective, as well as calling America back to the faith of our fathers. Without God, democracy will not and cannot long endure. We ever forget that we're one nation under God, then we will be a nation gone under.
here's your host, Wade Lentz and Harold Smith. Thank you for joining us on the Patriot Pastor Podcast today. I'm your co-host, Harold Smith. We have a real treat today. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Okay, well, that was how our discussion on uh, this topic came out. I don't want to call it a discussion, or or at least not our response on Second Amendment rights, but that was the topic at hand. But hopefully you were able to see... uh, some of the pitfalls and you know whenever you're in the mix whenever it's happening to you in the moment it can be easy to fall into some of the the pitfalls the senator did allowing himself to be distracted allowing uh this host to say oh i don't i know your point you say that uh more guns more safe you say that uh, whatever the stance was, uh, because you say that you're all about disorder and chaos. Well, that's what John Stewart says. That's not what the senator ever said. Uh, and, and, and honestly, you know, even if the senator did believe in unregulated uh, gun carry for everyone, well, now that's uh, some. So, splitting hairs uh, where I would disagree with the guy. Uh, But there are people who do believe that. And if you can defend your stance, I'm willing to hear it out. But honestly, in a perfect world, that'd be awesome. But it's not a perfect world. And we do have such differences as rights and privileges. And with those rights and privileges comes duties and responsibilities. And part of those duties and responsibilities include uh, duly uh, registering. So detectives if if it came down to it can enforce laws that already exist now once those laws exist once you're registered and once say your weapon is stolen and used in the crime and ballistics and all these tools they can find out uh, who used it but if you registered your weapon they'll know it's yours if you registered the fact that it was stolen they'll know that too so it is important to register uh, with our government it's not infringing upon our right to do that uh, so we have to understand that and you can see in this debate or this discussion where the the senator he lost a chance to stick with the moral high ground because his stance was was a good one about uh finding the solution and find, and addressing the problem with families and fatherless homes because that's a lot of the morality. And some of the statistics quoted about gun deaths, you have to kind of pick that apart. How many of those gun deaths were inner city? How many of those were rural? How many of those were black on black, white on white, or some mixture in between? Uh, and you're going to find that a great deal is in the city and black on black and a great deal is unregistered weapons 
And so how do you regulate that? If you have criminals, who's going to make the criminals register their guns? It's not going to happen. And all I got to do is take away uh, the legal guns from legal people so that they can't defend themselves. And the whole topic of more guns, more safe, well, that's kind of true. But the senator missed the chance to point out that criminals go after soft targets. If you have a, a bank where the security guard is asleep on the job, you're going to go for that. Or there's no security guard at all. If you want to protect something, you put a guard on it. The president has guards around him. Um, football coaches and teams have guards all around them. And we have guards at you know jewelry stores and banks. Well, why don't we have guards on other things that are precious to us, like those, our kids at school? So it, the question should be not about restricting guns, but uh, enforcing ways to strengthen what's valuable to us. And not having guards in the school, you're saying our, our kids are not that important. And I think that it would be a valid consideration. Now, could it, schools afford to hire an armed guard? Well, most of the time, yes, if they're a public school, there's no reason why they couldn't be able to, to do that. And, of course, there is some stigma about having armed guards at school. In the past, it's been, oh, this is a, a, an unruly school. The kids are undisciplined. And maybe it's a special school where there are, you send your troubled teens to go. And in those cases, possibly the cops are meant to help crack the whip over the kids to keep them in mind. But by and large, the cops at a school are meant to protect the kids, not to... Uh, put the hammer down on them and we need to realize that we need to not be so afraid to have a, an armed guard at, at a school for example if it means uh, our kids are going to be protected and again it's a legal gun you have a legally licensed person to carry that weapon and they they're legally licensed and trained to know how to use it uh, i've held jobs like that <laughs> i didn't know what to, i can't do it anymore uh, uh, it's a, a skill that I just cannot practice anymore, but I, I've been trained how to do it. And it's not that difficult to know how to do that. Uh, but uh, the thing about uh, the Second Amendment as well is that early on it talked about regulated militia. Well, you have to think of at the time the Constitution was made, who was the militia? There was no army. You know, George Washington had the, the Continental Army, but it was really little more than a ragtag militia. And the militia actually is common citizens. And when it comes to well-regulated, well, well, what that means is you have been trained that when the duty calls, you can grab your musket <laughs> or your squirrel rifle or whatever out of your closet, and you can go and form up and drill and train and become a part of a troop that can go out and protect people. Uh, but it relied on that. Now, can you do that if you're not able to carry your own weapon? Now, of course, today we have National Guards, and you might say, well, we don't need that. But we really kind of do. Uh, and as long as you're duly licensed and registered, hey, I, I don't have a problem with it. People should own their own firearms. Uh, I support that entirely. Uh, that's the way our, our government was designed. 
Uh, and so that should not be a problem. And, and more guns. Well, if you have a lot of law-abiding citizens who are trained on their firearms and your community is protected by a citizen uh, makeshift militia, we'll call it, you're not going to have a lot of rowdies come through because they know this neighborhood has a lot of wacko rednecks in it who know how to use their firearms and they got to attach it. Uh, I, I jokingly had said the town I used to live in back when all the BLM riots were all hot and heavy. You'd have people say, we're coming out to you next year, rural people. And I would say, bring it on because we got farmers around here who have heavy equipment and know how to hide the bodies. <laughs> Not that I would recommend doing that. It was a joke, people. Uh, but it can be true. You, uh, But knowing that there's people who or good citizens who are well armed, it's it, it's a deterrent. And if you had that deterrent, you're going to have more guns, and you will have less crime. Uh, it's just that somehow that philosophy hasn't seemed to reach the inner cities and urban areas. Anyway, uh, there's some thoughts about that, and of course I did make a comment about. He winds up comparing sweet, harmless, little, innocent old drag queens to big, bad gun owners. Uh, the guns kill people, drag queens don't. It's a stupid argument. It's not even comparing apples to oranges, comparing carrots to pineapples. It's, it's a total <laughs> out-of-the-blue comparison. It's not the same. Both do harm in their own ways. Some are more... Uh, abrupt and permanent, and some are more long-lasting. They both uh, do harm, and and children do deserve to be protected. So if you're going to try to equate guns and uh, drag queens, yeah, uh, children deserve to be protected from guns, and they also deserve to be protected from drag queens and being groomed into that mess. So in that way, yeah, they're they're kind of parallel, but they're not the same. They're parallel. They both have their own dangers. And besides, a gun ownership is protected in the Constitution. Being a drag queen is not, other than, as they said, free speech. And, hey, express yourself. Uh, I think it's kind of uh, uncomfortable to see dudes walking around in makeup and dresses and full beards. Ah, not my thing. But you want to express yourself, you do that. But don't be coming around my kids. Because we may have a problem. <laughs> and if you're going to put on a drag show, do it in the privacy of uh, a tavern or a, con a convention hall. But don't do it in front of kids. Don't bring it to school. Uh, kids don't deserve that. Anyway, uh, so final thoughts there. And uh, so that's what I have to say about that. Again, it was just mostly to point out some gross... Uh, debate fallacies. Now, with all that, we'll try to do it again sometime. Let me know what you think about uh, this kind of format. And, uh, and you can tell me all about that as we close out the show and sign off and we see Anthony Russo approaching the voice of our podcast to tell you how to contact us. And uh, let me know. I really do want to know what you think about the stuff we talk about and give me some ideas what you want to hear us talk about. It'd be awesome. So see you next week. Visit life-truth.com 
where you can find all our shows. Leave a message or call our voicemail number at 401-753-4844. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash life truth page. Follow us on Twitter at HPNCast, capital H, capital P, capital N, capital C, A-S-T. Everything Nathan Caldwell does can be found at facebook.com forward slash protectors of the book. Music in the show is used by permission of Kevin Zerby at zerbinator.wordpress.com. May God richly bless you. May you find everything you need. And if you don't know Jesus, your greatest need is a savior. Thanks for listening.